Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Uh, this morning, I want to lay the foundation for the series we are taking in the first services, uh, Productivity, uh, uh, Personal Productivity and Power. I'm going to do it from a spiritual perspective, and I want us to listen. Um, Matthew 13, verse 24. Father, we thank you for understanding of your word today. Thank you for penetration of your revelation. Thank you for setting us up to be stable and strong. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Matthew 13, verse um, 24. Matthew 13, 24. Can we have that on the screen, media guys? God bless you this morning. Okay. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Somebody say good seed. Uh -huh. This is God's original plan for you and me, or you and I, or I and you. <laughs> He sowed good seed, good health, good marriage, good, good. That's, that's God's plan. It is often said that uh, God is a good God, the devil is a bad devil. This is what he did. Another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. God did not sow good and bad seeds into your destiny. Many times people have had all kinds of messages and they say, no, God is the one that is doing it too. No, God has sown good seed. This is his original intention for us. Now look at verse 25. But while men slept, while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. Now this is what happens that we all have to be, you know, aware of. And what I want to share this morning is about the danger of spiritual slumber. It's dangerous to be spiritually asleep. He said, but while men slept, his enemy, it looks like the enemy would not be able to do much if the men were awake and vigilant and watching. While men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and then went his way. So was God sowed good seed. Uh, the people were sleeping. And then the enemy came and just added some things that should not be there. So you find that people have mixed experiences. Oh, business is fine. Uh, this one is fine. But the enemy is damaging their health. Or damaging a part of their life. It's not God doing it. An enemy has done it. Verse 26. Verse 26. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. Can you see that? The one that God planted was growing. And then the one the enemy too also planted is beginning to show up. Verse 27. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then do we have this like bad experiences, evil experiences. Verse 28. 
He said to them, an enemy as what? Are you there this morning? Who did it? An enemy. It's better you understand it on time. He said, an enemy has done this. But the enemy was able to do it successfully because men were asleep. As business owners, career people, I'm, 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 I'm grateful for your academic experience, your qualifications, your experience in business. But life is largely spiritual. And you need to take your bearing first from your spiritual background before we get to all those technical details. You must be awake spiritually. Your life is like a garden. It contains various aspects. It's not only business. It's not only career. Your health is part of your garden. Your family life is part of your garden. Your finances, every aspect. You must be awake. The meditations I had this morning, uh, the Holy Ghost kept saying, many people become spiritual warriors when there is a crisis. That they should not allow that. It's dangerous. Because if you wait until crisis makes you to pray in the midnight, some of us have become spiritually lethargic. You sleep all night, you don't pray, you don't you say we should dance, you don't dance, or you do it as you, it comes to your mind. But the same you, when there is a big crisis, you now be doing it every day. And crisis can be overwhelming. In fact, sometimes in the midst of crisis, when you think you are releasing your faith, you are not releasing faith, you are releasing fear and emotion, emotions. So sometimes nothing happens. And in a ministry like this, where God's wisdom prevails, prevention is better than cure. I'd rather be vigilant and praying in the midnight and studying the word and keep the devil at a distance than waiting until a crisis erupts, maybe in your health or in your life, you now begin to now pray and then now look serious. Even God looks at you and wonders, oh, so it takes crisis to make you serious? Maybe you should be having it often. Dangers. Of spiritual slumber. Don't allow crisis to be what dictates your spiritual work. I've seen people, our online engagements, they don't even join. They're members of this church, they just sleep off. But when there's a crisis, they join every minute. What kind of Christian are you? They become, you know, they're they, they sleeping spiritually. Everything is going on fine, you have money, you know, you have a good TV, you have things you can watch on TV, you sit down, you eat. That when crisis now hit, you will wake up, even before me to wake up to do the thing, you've woken up and looking at the screen. That should not be your lifestyle. You will not see unnecessary crisis. Say amen if you believe that. I've been pastoring for a while. I know the moment crisis erupts, sometimes it's too late. I'm telling you, it will just be managing it that the thing doesn't scatter everything. But some things will scatter. But you can live a good life. He said, an enemy has done this. Now, you can't really take out the enemy in the sense that the enemy will always do his work. What you can do is not to sleep off. Dangers or spiritual slumber. The movement of a snake is often unnoticed, right? If it is a dog or even a goat, you will notice it. That's why it's dangerous to be spiritually asleep. The enemy is likened to a serpent. When a serpent wants to attack someone, you don't know. God forbid. Somebody say, God forbid. If there's a snake coming, 
Somebody started looking at the floor. Even as a snake moving around here now, you won't know until maybe somebody's leg hits it or somebody's beaten. But when you are vigilant and you are looking, you will notice on time. And God won't do that for you. In first, I think first Peter 5 8. First Peter 5 8. And don't mistake diligence at work as spiritual vigilance. That's one thing some people just think. Because you are working at, at work, you go to office on time, you come early, you do everything. You are, it doesn't mean you are spiritually fit. Eh? That the, the thing you are doing on your computers or in your office is not the same as spiritual fitness. Don't mistake the two. First Peter 5, 8. Oh, can we, read, can we read together? Can we have on the screen, media guys? It says, be what? Okay. One, two, go. Be sober. Be because. The reason he's saying be sober and be vigilant is because your adversary, the devil, walks about like what? A roaring lion. Seeking. Can you see that? He wants to devour. He wants to destroy. So be sober and be vigilant. When he moves, you notice an open fire straight. <laughs> I was watching some clips from the Ukrainian conflict with Russia. And then you find somebody, you know, maybe a Ukrainian, driving in a particular place, assuming that it's safe. And as he moves, you just hear gunshots. I mean, that, that is how it should be. When the enemy moves like this, you should hear, pa, 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 that you are awake. You can't touch my family. You can't touch my health. You can't tamper with my day. You fire straight. It's to check whether you are awake or not. And if he moves, nothing, no sound. Moves for that, uh, no sound. Ah, he or she is not available. Okay, then if, uh, sometimes if you watch those movies, they now call for the others. They are sleeping, coming. And then they invade the place. But if the person you sent ran out, <laughs> runs back, we won't like bleeding. <laughs> they won't just run off. So be sober, be vigilant for your adversary. That's that enemy is, is moving around, seeking. That word devour is not something that should happen to you. <laughs> devour. When you give that Satan a chance, boom, will not be devoured in Jesus' name. Next verse, verse, verse 9. It said, resist him steadfast in what? In the faith, knowing that the same challenges are experienced by your brethren. You resist him steadfast. I want you to, you know, go home this morning with that mentality of prevention is better than cure or I will not allow the enemy go too far that it overwhelms me in my life. And the answer is to be spiritually awake. You remember Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light is come. The only way you can shine is you've got to be awake. Arise. Arise to pray. Arise to read the word of God. Arise. Arise. Stop allowing luxury, prosperity to destroy your spiritual life. It is, it is embarrassing for you as a Christian when there's a crisis, you can stand to pray warfare prayer. So you can stand. And then the same you will just lie down and say you are praying. It's an embarrassment. So you can do that. It's because the bed is comfortable. It's because these are, you know, they, they say one of the enemies of success is success itself. 
and there are levels of success you must go. So don't allow the success. Don't allow divine provision make you spiritually. It's dangerous. Arise, shine, for your light is come. And then the glory of the Lord begins to shine. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to someone this morning that is drifting off, that is sleeping off, thinking everything is fine, that you don't wait until, God forbid, a major crisis knocks you awake. No, be awake by default. Be awake by revelation. Be awake by understanding that, ah, life is a warfare. And where you have precious investments, it ought to be guarded. The reason why you must even be alert is if you have seen the goodness of God in your life, you should know that Satan does not like that. So you want to guard that goodness. That this goodness and mercy will remain. You know, sometimes as a pastor, I'm paying when some people don't even greet you. <laughs> Maybe close people, they don't call you. It's when there's a crisis, they call you. So you ask yourself, so you know my number? So you have my number? <laughs> Ordinary, your, your bad days, everybody's celebrating, they don't remember. But when there's a crisis like that, your phone rings. And when you see their number at times, oh, there must be a problem. Sometimes you won't ask any problem. And they say, eh, there's a problem. But see, we are servants of Christ. We must attend to people. But I know some, many people do that to God too. Their prayer life is a father. They pray on Monday. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy with my business. I'm busy with the children. That's why I couldn't pray. You know, but when crisis erupts with the hundred children, with the with everything, you will pray and fast. Glory to God. Let's let's begin to round up this morning. Um, Ephesians 5:14. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.